Well, last week, we were in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. We were talking about praying without ceasing. We're going to go on to not the next chapter because this is the end of the book, but we're going to go on to the next verse. It's going to say in verse 18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's pray. Father, tonight, Lord, we're thankful to come together as a body of believers, Lord, where we can uh, read your word. Father, we can pray, and Father, we can uh, preach the, the gospel, Lord. We can also, um, Lord, just take some time, Lord, out of our life, Father, to hear from this book. Father, to hear from you. Father, I pray, Lord, that tonight we would be attentive, Lord, to your word and what it says. Father, help us in this time as we live. Father, where men are no longer thankful. Father, in this country, a lot of people are not thankful. Father, a lot of Christians are not thankful. Father, help us tonight. Father, help us to be more thankful for, Lord, what you've done on the cross at Calvary. Father, we are thankful, Lord, that we are free from the burdens, Lord, that we carried for a long time as lost men. Father, some of us have picked them up. Father, help us to remember tonight uh, that your burden is easy, Lord, and your yoke, well, your yoke is light. Father, help us tonight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so... Giving of thanks. The Apostle Paul does not tell us here, there's no way out of this verse. There is nothing around it where we can find somewhere else to go. There's no, there's no but, ands, ifs. I know we use those a lot in our life, but there's none here. The Apostle Paul says here in the Word of God, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I don't know what else to tell you tonight. We could stop there, and that could be it. In everything, we're supposed to give thanks. There's nothing else there. There's not if your health if your wealth, if your prosperity, if, if, if you can see, if you can't see, if you can't walk, if you got a good job, if you don't have a good job, if you live on a certain part of town, if you live in a certain country, if you live by yourself, if you live in a gigantic family. There are no ways around this verse here. It reminds me of John 14, 6. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. There's no way around that. The only way to Jesus to to, um, to the Father is through Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear here. We are supposed to be very very thankful as believers, and and we know, out of all people, we should be the most thankful. We should be the most thankful for what, for for what God has given us. If if we could just get a little glimpse of that, I think we would live a better Christian life. If we could just get a little glimpse of how thankful we should be. I have a couple points here tonight, and then we'll break into our 
prayer meeting. I want to say this. Giving thanks is a commonplace to the Christian. It, it should not be something that is rare. It should not be something that's hard to find. It should not be something through scriptures that, that is like a hidden gem. It should not be something that's like, uh, here we go. We, we found a little golden nugget here hidden away. But rather, from Genesis to Revelation, we see that the, the theme through a lot of men of God and through a lot of people is that they are very, very thankful people. Um, we know that um, David continually gave thanks, not, not only privately, but he gave and in, in publicly gave thanks unto the Lord. He was not afraid to let everyone know that he was thankful unto the Lord. He was not just giving thanks, but he was giving thanks unto the Lord, which is clearly what this is talking about in everything, give thanks. So there's also another person in the Bible who, who we're going to identify with is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul in uh, Acts chapter 27. In Acts chapter 27, so Brother Will preached through the book of Acts and actually preached on this. I remember the sermon. It was about a shipwreck. And I just, it gives us a little glimpse. This is the Apostle Paul who's writing this. He's telling us that in all things, we need to be thankful. And, you know, you, you wonder sometimes when some people tell you what to do or they, they tell you how to do something or the way you should do something. We all take it from who that's coming from. Who is that coming from that can tell us or lead us and guide us in a certain way on a certain uh, place in our life? Well, what we're reading here in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 is, is the Apostle Paul wrote this. Clearly, all scripture is given for inspiration. We can, anything from Genesis to Revelation, I believe the Holy Ghost is inspired and it's God-breathed and that you can preach it with all the authority that God has given you. But we also know that the Apostle Paul wrote this. He said, pray without ceasing, and then he says, in everything, give thanks. And we can take a little glimpse into his life and say, well, I wonder if he did that. I wonder if, if he even knows what he's talking about. He's telling us to do it. I wonder if he did it. Well, we get a, the Bible is a very open door to us today on the Apostle Paul. And we see, in, uh, I'll read it to you, Acts 27, 27. I'm going to start there. This is when he's on the boat and it gets, uh, they come into the storm. I'm not going to take time to read the whole story, but we're just going to pick it up right here. But when the 14th night was come, as we were driven up and down in Ad Adria, and about midnight, the shipmen deemed that they drew near to some country. And they sounded and found it 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they sounded again and found it 15 fathoms. Then fearing lest we should have fallen upon the rocks, they cast four, four anchors out of the stern and wished for the day. And as these shipmen were about to flee out of the ship, when they had let down the boat into the sea under color, as they would have cast anchors out of the foreship, Paul said to the centurion and to the soldiers, except these abide in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut off the ropes of the boat and let her fall. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat and saying, This day is the fourteenth day that ye have tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat, for this is your health. 
for there shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. And when he had thus spoken, he took bread and gave thanks to God in presence of them all. And when he had broken it, he began to eat. The Apostle Paul is on a boat, a wooden boat, that none of us are familiar with because this was uh, centuries ago, millennia ago. And we can't, we can't identify with the Apostle Paul's situation. In the middle of a hurricane, on a wooden boat, they've, thrown, they've, cut, they've cut the lifeboats loose. And the Apostle Paul, in the middle of the storm, tells everyone on the ship, Hey, let's break bread. They're taking time to break bread and say, let's eat. But the Apostle Paul, in the middle of the storm, give thanks to God. This man, when he said, you need to give thanks in all situations, he had been there and he knew what he was talking about. And the great thing is, it doesn't stop with the Apostle Paul. We know Jesus did the same thing. I'll read this one to you as well. Uh, John chapter 6, verse 11. These are familiar portions of Scripture. It says, And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes that which uh, as much as they would. Jesus broke the bread and gave thanks to God in the midst of everyone. If Jesus had to do it, you better believe that we're supposed to do it. The Apostle Paul, Jesus, you can keep going. Let me read one more to you. Let me go to Daniel. Let me go to Daniel real fast. These are very familiar, but I like them. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. It says right there. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God, as he did aforetime. Giving thanks is a commonplace to the Christian, or I should say, it should be a commonplace to the Christian. It, you're in good company, Apostle Paul, Daniel, Jesus. We should give thanks, uh, regardless of circumstances. It should be very, very common for us to just live in the spirit of thankfulness. Okay. Now, one other thing, too, I will already kind of hit on it. I've kind of ahead of myself. Giving thanks should not be circumstantial. I know myself, and sometimes I get in a situation, and it's a little doom and gloom sometimes. It's just it's the way it is. But I have to remind myself that there's light and that God's in control, and I need to just give thanks to him. And when I catch myself starting to be circumstantial with my thanksgiving, I remind myself that, God, I, I'm, I'm beyond blessed, all measures, to live in this country, to have the things I have. I, where do we start? Where do we stop? Uh, the blessings are beyond measure. We'll be here for all night and tomorrow and for years to come if we st stood here tonight and said everything we should be thankful for. Daniel was in captivity. 
far as I know, maybe somebody has lived in captivity here. I don't know, but as far as I know, you haven't. But Daniel was in captivity. The Apostle Paul was in the middle of a, of a storm. On a, on a, in, in, not only in the middle of a storm, but, but in, in chains in the middle of a storm. And still, thank God. Daniel did the same thing. He was in captivity in a country where they signed a decree that said they were going to kill anybody who, who gave thank, who, who worshipped God, who, who, who prayed unto the Lord, the Lord. And he did it anyways, gave thanks anyways, knowing uh, what it would lead him to. But we know God is faithful and led him out of that. You know, you know where do we want to go with that? How circumstantial are we? We'll give thanks on the good days when everything goes okay, when we don't hit too much traffic. The traffic on the way here just divert all over the place, but I made it. And relationship circumstances, financial circumstances, health circumstances. I don't want to talk too much because I haven't lived through all these. But one thing I can stand on is that hey, duh, I, I know one, I know one greater, I know one who's faithful, and I know one that we can be thankful to, regardless of whatever you're going through. I can tell you that. I can't tell you that I know exactly what you're going through, and I can't tell you that exactly the hardships you've been through, and that hey, I feel it and I understand it. No, because I don't. But I know one who does, and I know how great he is, and I know how thankful we should be unto him, and I know that that verse doesn't say, oh, you should be thankful only when the sky's blue. No, it says we should be thankful in all things, all circumstances. Oh, you bury a loved one? Hey, give thanks. Give thanks. God knows what he's doing. I've done that. Uh, give thanks. Oh, uh, oh, you lose your job. Oh, what do you know? Well, give thanks to God. He knows better. Maybe something was coming. You get stuck in traffic. I often tell myself, well, if I was maybe a little bit further ahead, I would be the one in the wreck. So give thanks. Give thanks. And we could keep going on and on and on. Get a bad report from the doctor, give thanks. Okay. Hey, you're missing you're missing a limb, give thanks for you got three. You're missing two, give thanks you got two. Yeah, I, I, keep on going. Keep on going. Give thanks unto the Lord for everything. But we are so circumstantial. We're so emotional and so circumstantial. With our, with our thanks. It's so easy when I, on, on, on Friday, on payday, when you get a big check to be, oh man, I'm so thankful right now. But when everything's running dry and when it's starting to get a little thin out there, it's so difficult to just be like, you know what? And you know what I think we have to be? I think we need to be very intentional about our giving of thanks. I don't think Daniel just decided one day, hey, I'm just going to give thanks on a whim when I feel like it. Of course, if you read it, it was his custom to do it. He purposed in his heart. It's the same pattern we need to follow. We need to purpose in our heart, and we need to be very intentional about our giving of thanks to the Lord and being thankful in all situations, regardless of any circumstances that you're running into your life. I like that. I like that. Even if I'm saying it, I like that. It comes straight out of the book. I like it. And Caleb, you like that? Amen. I like it. This Apostle Paul was shipwrecked. 
he was shipwrecked in the middle of a storm and still broke the bread and said, God, we love you. We're thankful for this. And I'm thankful that I'm in these bonds. I'm thankful that you're taking me to Rome. I may die, but it's okay. I'm thankful that I'm in your will. And I'm thankful that you, you created the storm. I'm thankful that everything's going, that, that we're shipwrecked. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I'm going to go get snake bit, but I'm going to throw it off and be a testimony unto everybody on this island that, hey, that you're the real God, that these people, that what they believe in is not real. I'm thankful for that. And I think if we look at those circumstances that we're in and realize that God can use those circumstances that you're in for good, then you know that, that God is in control. Joseph. Joseph had uh, all his problems. Joseph had all his problems. And you can keep going. And God said, hey, what these people meant for evil, God meant it for good. And we could keep going for that. Kind of getting ahead of myself again. Giving thanks should be continual. We should live in a constant state of being, a, a constant state of being thankful. Instead of being a constant state of always being unthankful of what we don't have, of the blessings that we don't have, of the material items that we don't have, of the, the financial uh, things that we don't have, of, the, of the, the things that our kids don't have, the things that our grandkids don't have, the things that our church building doesn't have, the things that you could keep going. But rather, we should be in a constant uh, a constant state of being thankful. I think the Apostle Paul walked around in a constant state of being thankful. He prayed without ceasing, but yet he was also very thankful all the time. Okay? And we're going to get into here in a little bit on why that is so important about being thankful every single day of your life. Because every day is clearly a gift because you don't breathe on your own. You, your, your heart don't beat on its own. You can't recreate it. You can't do it. Man cannot create life. That's a fact. Okay, that's a fact. Champ told me that. He said, this is a big problem we have in science. We can't create life. We can't even make a plant grow. It sounds like a miracle to me. So we should be thankful. We should be thankful, thankful, thankful. You should be thankful. You're alive. You're alive. We're alive. I woke up this morning, should be thankful. You woke up this morning, should be thankful. If, if the whole world starts exploding, we should be thankful. If the midterms go south, okay. <laughs> We're getting, that's hard preaching right there. That's tough. Wait, are we good? Okay. Here's, here's, Here's the other side of the coin. The Apostle Paul says that we should always be thankful. The other side of the coin is unthankfulness. And that's where things change. That's where things change big time. It's not a it's 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 not some little mischievous sin that we want to write off and just be like, well, it's just the way I am. Well, I just had a bad day. Well, they made me mad. Well, this didn't go for me the way I thought it was going to go. Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 3. And the other side of the coin is where the water meets the wheel. Second Timothy chapter three, 
this is another familiar portion of scripture. Let's, I'll read the whole, I'll read uh, verse 1 and verse 2. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. Who, who would have ever thought that right next to unholy, God would put unthankful? And when you read this with an open heart, you say, God, what exactly do you mean by this? You'll walk away saying that God cannot stand an unthankful heart and an unthankful person. So much so that he puts it in the list of a lot of other uh, sins. And, and, and next to unholy, I think, is about as bad as it's going to get. And that's what God thinks of, of the unthankful. And there's a couple reasons why I think that. And let's look at let's look at one more before I get too far ahead. Let's look at Luke chapter six, verse thirty-five. This is Jesus, he says, But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great. And ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. I'm pretty sure you can remove unthankful and put about a thousand other things in there. But the word of God and Jesus chose to put unthankful right next to evil. In us, in our little finite minds, somehow or another, take unthankful and put it way off to the side somewhere as, as I don't even know, I don't think it's a sin. But when we dig into God's word, we find out how God feels about a spirit of unthankfulness. And it, it's, got, it's got its roots way back, way back in the Garden of Eden. Eve had every tree that God created, all the beautiful place that God created, except one thing. You cannot eat of that tree. Maybe a little seed of unthankfulness for everything that God gave her. What I'm saying is unthankfulness has a lot is is a gigantic root for a lot of sins. Unthankfulness is a gateway to other sins. And think about that for a moment. Think about the things you've done. If you really think about it, you say, you know what? I, I was unthankful in that situation. If I would have just been thankful, I probably wouldn't have seen, done, said, whatever you want to put there, whatever you did. And I think that's why God hates unthankfulness so much is because it, it, number one, it's going to displace God from who he is because he's the one that, that is controlling everything. You're going to say, well, this is not right. I should have this. I shouldn't have this. But rather, you know, God wants you to have a spirit of thankfulness. That God, I'm thankful that 
that I'm here, that you created me. Unthankfulness is a gateway to all kinds of sins, and we're seeing that in our culture. The culture of today is, is unthankfulness. If you look at what's being taught in public schools and what's being taught out there, um, whether it's uh, critical race theory, um, any of the um, systemic racism, all that boils down to is people being unthankful. That's what it is. They're unthankful for what they have and that it's someone else's fault. The way you are is it's someone else's fault. No, it's not. No, it's not. God is on the throne. He's created you. And you know what? Most of the reason is probably your own fault. Okay? It's not someone else's. It's not someone else's. And if someone does do you wrong, well, thank the Lord. Because it's what it says to do. Thank the Lord. He knows best. Jesus said it himself. If someone does you wrong, you actually do good to them. We need to have a spirit of thankfulness. This unthankful spirit that's running around in this country this has led us to a lot of problems. And we don't want it in the church. It, it stems and it's a root that goes everywhere. But just think about that. If you walk around with a very thankful heart, you, you, your life will change. Your life will absolutely change. You can be in the midst of a storm, and you'll just break the bread. God, we thank you for this bread. We thank you for this day. Father, we know you're going to make this all work out. And just eat it in peace. Instead of being like the heathen, fretting, fretting, fretting. It's actually a sin to fret. God says, fret not. John 14 says, let not your heart be troubled. We should have an attitude of gratitude. What, a, what an old, lame statement. But you know what? There's a lot of truth to that. If you wake up in the morning and say, you know what, God, I'm thankful that I'm awake today. You know what? I'm, I'm awake today. I'm here. Yeah. The Bible says that, it, you know, that a living man shouldn't even complain. Wherefore should a living man complain? You know, he is not even, God has not dealt with us according to our sins. You know, a, a natural man, I think, can wake up and, and say that he's thankful. I'm serious. I, I think a natural man can just wake up and just be like, you know what, I'm thankful I'm here. I'm, I have ability to work and do different things. Us as Christians, as believers in the Lord, how much more should we, we be able to be thankful each and every day? Because Jesus died on the cross at Calvary, washed all our sins away for eternity. We're, we're no longer a child of Satan. We're a child of God. We're no longer on the road to hell. We're on the road to heaven. We've been born again. We've been saved. We've been washed under the blood. We got, we, got a, we got the book. We got the word of God to lead us and guide us and to teach us in all truth. We have churches. We have church buildings. We have a Bible. We have audio Bibles. We have, we have live stream. We have missionaries. We have everything. What, you, what, what more do you need to be thankful? What more do you need to be thankful? Our eyes and our heart is focused on so many other things. Just come back down. Come back down. This word of God's right here. Come back down. Look at this thing. This thing will give you a spirit of thankfulness and not unthankfulness, like the Apostle Paul was talking about. One thing that helps me is I like to listen to other people's stories of heartache. 
because it reminds me of my blessings. Whether that's a missionary on a foreign field that's given it all, buried loved ones, buried kids, whether it's uh, somebody in war that's lost limbs, arms, people, it, it, the Holocaust survivors, you know, always brings me back and says, man, God, I'm, I have so much to be thankful for. I, I have so much to be thankful for each and every day that I'm alive. My country, my church, my salvation, my kids, my family, my wife, friends, and we need to do that. Don't, don't let Satan steal your, your joy of, of thankfulness. There's a lot of joy in thankfulness. Thanksgiving's coming up. That's about the only time we ever think about it. And then after that, we kind of roll on. Don't, don't miss what the Word of God says about it. As far as I know, that's the only two times unthankfulness is mentioned. The, the actual word in the King James is right there in 2 Timothy and in Luke. And they're both very, very strong statements from God. That unthankfulness is a very, very bad sin. And that we need to guard and keep our hearts from it. How do we do that? You wake up in the morning and you say, God, I'm thankful to be alive. You take one step around, oh, my family's still here. I'm thankful for my family. Oh, you know, if they're not here, hey, I'm thankful that I had my time with them. We need to be thankful. You got a roof over your head. If you're in this country, you have a roof over your head. If you don't, then I don't know what to tell you. You've, you've, you've really missed the boat. But I know in my heart I'm very thankful. I'm so thankful. I felt overwhelmed that if you just took a step back and said, we were born in this country. So many people I've talked to that traveled the world, they say, I, I know the United States is not what it was but it's still the freest country on the earth. And we can preach the gospel, we can teach the gospel, we can walk up and down the street, and anybody we meet, we can openly talk to them about the Lord. And we should be thankful. Just enough with that. I'm going to close in prayer, and then tonight, as we pray, maybe we should take some time in our little circle and take some time and maybe tell each other what we're thankful for and more importantly, tell God what you're thankful for. We have a lot to be thankful for. I know I do. And it's clearly, as Christians, we should be the most thankful people walking around on the face of this earth. We should be. It should be absolutely, it should be just a, a blanket that covers all of us Christians is thankfulness. No, no one should be able to miss us because they're like, Man, they're just thankful. They're thankful people. Hey, your boss gives you a little duty that nobody wants to do. Hey, I'm thankful for it. I'll do it. That, that, that will change what your, your looks like at work. That may change your testimony. You may be able to talk to people that you never talked to because of that. Doing something nobody else wants to do. We talk about it all the time. We need to do it. Let's pray, and then we'll, uh, we'll go from there. Father, I'm thankful tonight, Lord, that you've given us this book. You've preserved it all these years, Father. You've thousands and thousands of manuscripts, Father, and there's so much evidence. Father, I know by faith that this is the right book, Father, that 
you took a holy men of, of old, Lord, and, and, and through the Holy Spirit have uh, written this book. And But, Father, there's so many scriptures that back it up. And, Father, we're just thankful to have this book. Father, we're thankful for this church building, Father, and for, Lord, I'll just uh, you providing it. And, Father, help us to have a, a spirit of just thankfulness everywhere we go. Father, I think it would really change our hearts. It would change our minds. It would change the way we live. And, Father, it has opened my heart that what you what your book says about unthankfulness, Lord, that it's right next to evil. The unthankful, Lord, and, and the evil. Father, we're thankful tonight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.